Hi, Kevin. Hey. Good. How are you? Fine. My apologies being up late again. Ah, I thought, I, yeah, something happened to you. you got to anyway, glad we connected. I like the shirt. Yeah, I thought it'd be suitable. Uh, so your semester's over? Yeah, semester's over. I had my last finals last week. Followed bow. I had dinner and then I had my finals. And yeah, now I have no semester. I'm pretty much graduating now. Okay, well, awesome. when's, uh, when's the graduation? My graduation was actually... Okay, yeah, actually, I, like upload the pictures and whatnot. My own went crazy, you know, and whatnot. Awesome. I don't know why, but there's something with the sound. You hear the guitar in the background. Is it that? Maybe there's some kind of echo that's going on when I'm talking. Is it better over here? Yeah, it sounds a little bit better. I don't know. I think it's more coming from it's coming from me when I'm. My headphones, then, because it could be that I'm on speakerphone and you're getting like a like a f echo feedback. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So thanks a lot for joining me here today, Kevin. I, my major um, uh, mission with this is to, to spread awareness about trauma and uh, how it affects people, and, uh, and to me. I feel, I mean, the drug policy thing is a little bit different, but I feel like it's another passion of mine, and I feel they're all sort of connected because, really because most people, many people that use, you know, legal drugs due to, they're sort of trying to manage uh, symptoms of trauma, whether they realize it or not. And uh, and also I feel there's sort of this, and I think you would agree with this, there's sort of an artificial distinction between, you know, medical, pharmaceuticals, and recreational drugs, that they're all... They're all compounds that affect the brain, and it, in my my belief in it, with it, and related to the whole having more sensible drug policy, is to really, you know, to try to control the safety of uh, drugs and, and have people use them in a more uh, mindful, more thoughtful way, and be better educated about how they affect the brain and, and body. Yeah, most definitely. At the end of the day, they all just like, you know, they alter your brain in a particular way, but. You know, they, they all have similar mechanisms, right. you know, antidepressants all work on the serotonin system, just like psychedelic drugs do, you right. know, so there's that. But, uh, um, yeah, if you just want to, like, talk about yourself, uh, where you're located, introduce yourself. Okay, so my name is Kevin Garcia. I'm from Miami, Florida. I, I'm the past chapter president for Students Responsible Drug Policy at FIU. Now I'm on the board of directors for the national level organization. Awesome. And through my organization, I've gotten to host, you know, a bunch of different events, just like the psychedelic dinner that you got to attend recently. You know, it's definitely been one of my favorites. You know, I've gone to conferences and gotten to connect with uh, individuals from MAPS, you know, that uh, actually conduct the psychedelic research that I would like to be doing one day. I got to meet a uh, a bunch of the individuals that have helped me throughout my SSDP journey, you know, through the drug policy journey. And uh, it's been it's been pretty awesome so far. And right now I'm just trying to get into grad school to continue my studies into cognitive neuroscience, dealing with uh, drug addiction and trauma. Those are my two things that I'd really like to, uh, you know, get some publications out before I start uh, messing around with using uh, or researching the novel treatments involving psychedelic drugs for uh, drug addiction and trauma. Yeah, I, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about your own journey, about how, what led you to this path. I mean, uh, I mean, you told me a little bit just briefly about it, but uh, 
Well, actually, one thing I wanted to mention, though, uh, that I uh, I noticed you went to Ferguson High. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I want to tell you, I actually, uh, I've been there before because I, I worked at this drug program in Miami called Here's Help. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's an Opalaka. No, I don't know the exact one, but well, I did get some drug education in Ferguson. <laughs> No, it wasn't a well. I'll tell you the story about it. I um, I was actually a basketball. They had to, they created this basketball team at this the drug program, and we we had a team and we played. We did a scrimmage against the team at Ferguson and actually beat them. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's how I went over to. It's far. It's really out. It's really pretty far west, Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. I live like across the street, super west. Yeah. But anyway, um, what I was gonna say is, I'm particularly interested in hearing about your journey. How. I mean, so many people that get involved with drug treatment and that they, they sort of go into that traditional, you know, they love God and they, you know, try to say all drugs are bad and they brag about how that they don't use any, they're totally against any drugs. And, but then most of them are like, are chain smokers or they or drink coffee like crazy yeah. and they're, <laughs> yeah. they're hypocrites. And I just, I mean, I think I really admire people like yourself that go on like a little bit of a different path. And I think really are trying to try to promote more what's true and what's real and, and not just, um, yeah, promote a lot of bullshit really. But, uh, so if you could just talk about what, uh, uh, how you, what led you to this, uh, what you're doing now? Okay, so uh, I guess I was 14 when I first started uh, researching drugs and drug use. I think it was through my interest in, in the Beatles. Uh-huh. You know, they uh, have a lot of psychedelic-esque music, esque music, so I started researching into that. And I think the first drug I tried uh, recreationally might have been a DXM, that cough syrup. So I was pretty interested in that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was about 14 years old. And uh, as I got older, I started experimenting, you know, with the the recreational drugs, notably the hallucinogens. And, uh, you know, through my use and through my eventual use of marijuana, you know, almost like on a daily basis, you know, I started getting into trouble with the law. And because I started getting into trouble with the law, you know, my family started getting involved. Right. And uh, after a while, let me see, it was after my, I had gotten arrested twice. It was a second drug arrest. And my mom was like, yo, you have to go to rehab because you have, you've been getting arrested because of drugs. You know, it's not cool. And I was like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll go on to rehab. So no, no worries. So I went. And uh, I was given a lot of that, uh, a lot of the religious speak, like you, like you attested to, you know, it was like, one of my, one of my homeworks, I guess, was to go to like NA meetings and AA meetings, like two to three times a week. And they're all just based on, you know, believing in the higher power, you know, one day at a time, uh, just very, very closed minded, you know, like don't, don't do any drugs, but you could drink all the coffee you want, (laughs) you could smoke all the cigarettes you want, you know, if you don't believe in a higher power, you're not going to get clean or better your life. And I, I pretty much just, I didn't listen to anything, anything of what they said essentially. And I just, I kind of just, you know, just kind of did what I thought was right. I started looking up like cognitive behavioral therapy techniques and started applying them to myself you know, and that helped a lot. What, know, like, if you don't mind sharing, if you don't want to, it's fine. What, what, where was the, uh, where did you go to rehab? Just, uh, yeah, no, if you don't mind sharing, where did you go? Where was the rehab at that you went to? Yeah, don't mind at all. It was at the South Miami Rehab Center, yeah, Miami yeah. Hospital. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. I'm, I'm not that. I have to say good things about the therapist yeah. and 
mostly the therapists. Yeah, the therapists are very good. They really know what they were saying. But at the end of the day, I think it really comes down to the the type of treatment model this country has as a whole. Right. You know, which is uh, just say no to drugs, except these prescription drugs that may help you get clean. But, and but, but, uh, but, always... But, yeah, but go on, yeah, keep on going about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, they, they have limited limited efficacy. Right. As you know. And you know, the their most prescribed thing I'd have to say is uh going to the to the NAAA meetings, which uh I feel works for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. You know, it's uh I see it a lot like as a religion, you know, people just have to follow it blindly and you have to keep following it and following it. And it'll work for some people, but I feel like it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, like it but, definitely. But for you, again, if we, I think we talked about it when we first met, the, the whole idea about that guy that um, Johan Hari talks about. He has this book called Chasing the Scream, and he says the opposite of, of sobriety isn't, a, no, the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety, it's connection. And I mean, obviously the AA, uh, the whole community provides a lot of support and connection. And I believe that's what, what, why it's effective when it is. It's not, it's not their specific teachings that they, uh, they tell you. Yeah, I totally agree with that too. Yeah. Whole connection thing. Yeah. That definitely helped me out a lot. Not only, uh, I wouldn't say I was addicted per se, but I had a, let me see, I had all the, the characteristics or the symptoms of somebody that was addicted to drugs. You know, I had the trouble with my families or trouble with the police and just, there's a lot of things not going right in my life. And I started to have genuine connections with people such as, you know, my family and individuals in my workplace at school and started to have, you know, friends that were there to help me out instead of friends that just wanted to use is what really helped me out too. I guess I, I got some of those teachings, you know, from the AANA meetings, you know, to not, not keep on with those same habits, those same old habits and, and old routines and try to implement new ones. So yeah, you can kind of say, I kind of got like bits and pieces from everything that I learned and try to like mold my own type of therapy you could say that worked for me personally because right. uh yeah i think you also attest to the fact that everybody needs a different treatment yeah go ahead i'm sorry yeah yeah uh, but also but like i really think i mean i really admire that you went on the path you did because especially in south florida i feel it's not uh, as i think you would agree it's not the most fertile place for um finding people kindred spirits that have sort of more <laughs> alternative beliefs about these things and but it's weird because there's a lot of you know crazy things that go on here and people are not don't always live in the most traditional way either so i was wondering maybe if you could speak to that a little bit how what how you um yeah what your experience was that what that was like growing up in south florida and going on this path that you did south florida is rather it's like strangely closed-minded to certain certain things. You know, I feel like we're very closed-minded here to alternative treatments, like you know, using psychedelic drugs for drug addiction. Yeah, for example, like. Or, whereas, psilocybin. actually, to bring up with that, I forget if I mentioned that because even the the founder of AA, uh, Bill Wilson, talked yeah, about yeah. how he used LSD to help him, uh, and it, and it helped. It, he he had got a major breakthrough with, with it, but uh, but anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like. Uh, I feel we're very we're very closed to trying out new new treatment methods or new things that might work for somebody. You know, I, I felt like in the rooms there's this massive like just closed mindedness. Just you have to do this type of treatment. Nothing else works. Like nobody would even like make it an option, you know, that something else might work. And then on the other side of the coin, I felt like the the recreational drug users. Hello. 